When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Contact the best authorities. Check on anything that seems to be extraordinary, no matter what it is. When you see something that's frightening, it looms large in the consciousness. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition. The Boogie Monster, podcasting the unknown. That's it. We're back. We are networkless. That's right. We're uh, we're floating around without a vessel. R.I.P. Starburns. Yeah. R.I.P. Starburns. Uh, hey, as, like f- a vest- a vestige of the time. Wasn't Starburns named after like a silly character from Community? Was it? I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's uh. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a character. But also, Dan, Har- Dan Harmon uh, no, created was, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as we're sitting here, as we're talking about the 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 days of stand up, uh, like alt stand up, like like bro comedy and crowd work comedy is the most popular comedy uh, now. So as why? our network from a uh, from a uh, because that's what people like. I don't Who know, likes man. it? Why? Why would anybody like? Apparently, crowd work? apparently, a lot of people, Dave. Gee, apparently, I, that, a whole bunch of people. I don't understand that. Given what our social media numbers are doing, oh versus talking about butt fucking. Uh, who likes anal? Let's talk about it. Let's be that. Pot. Let's do it. Hey, where'd you where'd you put your dick this week, Dave? Where'd you get but your ser- dick dirty? <laughs> Seriously. Are there people who enjoy crowd work clips? I mean, I know what your answer how, is because how, how they're are you everywhere. Asking that? How are you asking that question? But yeah, because oh god, I don't get it. You don't have to get it. It's popular. Y'all dating? Who gives a fuck? Tell a joke. You we came to hear not, you, you are, do your material. You are. Uh. And somebody else doesn't give a shit what your material is. They want to see an interaction. They want to see something spontaneous. 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 Fuck. There you I'm go. Not, it's the morning. I'm not even drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's uh, not what everybody likes. I have a whole other podcast about this idea. But that's what's uh, popular now, and you got to deal with it, man. Things ebb and flow, bro. Bro, com- we don't. We are in a minority. We live in a world of bro comedy. 
It is what's popular, and y'all fucking. You know, a lot of sh- listen, buddy. Who's who's fucking here? Wait, raise your hand. All right, y'all are fucking. That's cool. I don't know how to do crowd work. Po- po- Poison was one of the greatest bands in the world in the mid '80s. Things change, Dave. Mm-hmm. Things ebb and flow. They were one of the most popular bands in the mid '80s. Yeah. <laughs> not not well, what, did, what, what did I say? What did you I said say? the best. That's my that's my own opinions. <laughs> that's my own opinion slipping through. Uh, unskinny bop. One of, one of the best uh. of the uh, of the yeah unskinny bop of a, 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 a glam metal song about banging large women. <laughs> and then a Nirvana uh. came through and wiped it out. But then guess what? People got sick of sad teen shit. Yeah. And party music came back. It all mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. But right now. What's popular is super broed out comedy. People got sick. And I could see it was obvious that it was going to happen. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. say obvious, but logical that for how many years were we steeped in like, so I am on diazepam and I have depression. And like that was your <laughs> act was listing was just going over what's wrong with you. And yeah. oh, so vulnerable. You know how many comics were like, tell a fucking joke. I don't give a shit about your problems. Yeah. Like being vulnerable isn't being funny. So brave. Who gives a fuck? Go be brave anywhere. <laughs> but so we were inundated with that. Some people did it well. Some people, you know, we, we came about in the aughts, mm-hmm. in the in the rise of the you know, comedians of comedy and Pat Oswald and somebody could just be a fucking dork up there. And it was celebrated. <laughs> and... <clears throat> Yeah, so you know that when that was celebrated, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, Starburns, okay, from Community, from the show, isn't it? Or was it Parks and Rec where Pat Oswalt did a filibuster about like Star Wars and like people were like, oh, like nerds were celebrated and yeah. people got sick of that shit. Mm-hmm. Listen, it, I I say it all ties in. Like, listen, uh, it was Obama, it was Democrats, it was liberals, it was everybody's fine and celebrate your weaknesses, and that was all of that era. That era's over. It's Trump. It's right wing. It's like, say what you want. Man, it's just a joke. Take it easy. Hey, y'all fucking. That's the era we're in now. Mm. And it's more prevalent because there's more social media now than there was 15 years ago. So we're seeing and more people. Yeah. Crowd work clips. It's great. It's it's fluff. It's good. Good for you. Milk the algorithm. Get your views. And then if you perform live, I still think it comes down to, like, if you perform live and it sucks, then great. You don't have what it takes. You're you're CGI. You're not the real thing. Mm -hmm. So I can sit here and look at, you know, stuff that I might not deem good comedy, but what does my vote count if somebody else is soaring through the roof and successful and doing sell out show like i'm not i'm not that fan base you're not the fan base for it dave yeah so Ugh. i can't hey, get mad s- at it speaking of which i gotta call you on some of your bullshit do it you know we're pals i respect you kyle but I- i'm gonna tell you sometimes you're just completely full of shit buddy all don't i, I know all- it all you I've want me heard, to start? <laughs> all I've heard from you for the last year is uh, eh, new new special's not very good. I don't like it. 
I don't like it. It's not mm-hmm. good. Your new special's awesome, buddy. What the fuck Thanks, you talking man. about? It's fucking fantastic. I seriously <laughs> was like going into it thinking, oh, this, like this must. I don't know. Maybe he had an off night or something. Because you, you, whatever the opposite of build up is. <laughs> I, I went into it thinking like, ah, he's. Uh, this is the one he's not happy about. It's fucking great, dude. What are you talking about? Uh, you know what? It, okay. You know how your first special is all the material you've worked on for your whole career up till that point. Mm-hmm. And it is or should be completely dialed in. Yeah. They used to say in music, point, they used to say in music, a band has their whole life to make their debut album and then a year yeah. or two to make the sophomore album. No. And that's the same. That's the same with comedy. Great. Here's all the stuff that you've had in your soul since you thought about doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Now it's here's the stuff that I thought was good over the last year and a half or whatever yeah. the time frame. Mm-hmm. And that material, like I was doing it after the special, it took too long to come out. So I'm like, I guess I can dip back into that well. And it was rewritten and done much better than it was when it was recorded for the special. I get that. And so I'm, I would rather err on the side of being overly critical of myself than being overconfident in myself. Well, of course. What the fuck is she doing over there? What's happening? Rachel's, I don't know. Rachel's banging a wall, on a wall or something. <clears throat> but yeah, and so I, I will always be. And you know what? Maybe that's what it is. But I would, I don't believe in myself ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty comics believe in themselves a hundred percent of the time, and that's oh, why yeah. they can just upload these clips that I think are dog shit. But now. The scene is flooded with them. I don't think people know what good comedy is. Good comedy and popular comedy don't overlap very often. Well, that's what I'm saying. All, that's why it's so annoying because it's the dumbing down of of the form. But like, whatever. But it, it's an argument I give my friend. It's fast food, man. Some people don't want to sit down for an hour and a half for some yeah. gourmet meal. Like, no, give me a Big Mac. That and that's all. Art, yeah. All art forms. God forbid we start calling stand up art. Because we know it's not art; it's actually philosophy. If you really listen to the true, <laughs> the, tr- the the true minds, the true the true minds and voices of stand up right now will explain to you that it's philosophy; it's not art. Because mm-hmm. um, there's philosophy behind anal. There's not art behind <laughs> anal, but there's philosophy. You know, who likes cream pies? That, there's up, philo- you know, there's philosophy there too. You know, it's uh, that, that just it stems from the confidence. Of uh, either wanting to be a father, or confident that the woman's on birth control, like it's an ego. It's the ego versus the id. It's uh, you know your wants versus your needs. It's it mm-hmm. really breaks down. And see, right there, we've lost ninety percent of new comedy fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless we go to an ad for, uh, I don't know, brain brain regeneration pills after this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, I, I've. I I was always in your position, Dave, of being <laughs> cynical at the shit that's popular. It's like, man, I just you can't dictate what the market is. Mm-hmm. You can't dictate what the the scene is. And if you just look, it's just like everything else, though. If you just look at numbers online, you can really think that, like, oh shit, that's what's dominating all of stand up. Mm-hmm. But those are just. But then go to a show, man. Go to go to hot tub. 
and see that, yeah. like, oh, look at all these people. <clears throat> these people aren't wasting their time arguing in Instagram comments. Yeah. They're just people that are going to go and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I hope they, I hope that exists in all the cities. I should mention Hot Tub is a show in L.A. Like, Dave, go into any hot tub in Los Angeles. <laughs> and that's where the real, that's where real comedy fans are <laughs> in hot tubs in the Hollywood Hills. Oh man, uh, I think I think I'm going to try to start manipulating the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice so many of these mm-hmm. uh, dog shit clips have interesting mm-hmm. thumbnails based on the uh, content watch, of said clip. Watch, watch how close you're talking about people. You know, no, I'm just saying. Like, if I I just put up a clip the other day about mm-hmm. my love of chocolate covered almonds. One man on the th- one man's dog shit is another man's brisket, Dave. Could I put on the thumbnail like something mm-hmm. like butt fuck brigade or cream pie or something just to kind of yeah. attract more attention even though there's nothing about that in the content yeah what if they let me do that it just it just make the font right like comedian real big and then yeah and then in little letters like has zero interaction or, or experiences no and then heckler real big yeah mm-hmm. comedian yeah. has show that goes fine but people don't <laughs> People don't. People want the conflict right now. That's what they want. Or people, what, people that are loud on the internet, they want mm-hmm. that. I, I do. I think the crowd work bubble is going to burst. I think people are going to. I think it's so flooded right now. It, it it very much is. You know, I like. I don't follow a lot of comics on social media, so like, I'm pretty choosy about which ones that are like which clips I go to. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you know uh, Zoltan Kazis? I think you say his last name. Uh, I know. Yeah, I've never met him, but I see his stuff around there. Dude, yeah. that dude just great. Like, he's one of those guys. Like, we can all pick about. Like, oh, who's the incredibly arena famous v- version of ourselves that's out there? Like, give me a slice of that. Like, Zoltan is like definitely in the Bargatze, like clean, mm-hmm. but still like I, just a clip of his today where he's talking about. Like he didn't grow up with his dad. His dad's Hungarian and doesn't speak English, and has never met him. And his girlfriend or wife is married. He's like, don't you, don't you want to meet your dad? He's like, no, we didn't speak English. It's gonna be like a ninety day fiance date. Just like, he's <laughs> gonna be saying, why did you leave into my phone into a translate program and holding it up to him? Like, totally clean, kind of dark, but super yeah. funny. And that uh-huh. guy's all. I'm like, and that's the guy. I'm like, I'm rooting for that guy. Yeah, that's. Oh, you went up there. It's easy. You're not like. It's not like economy of words, where it's word like it's so precisely written, like it's casual. But it's not like me. I I, I fill the space too much. That that and it get hypercritical. But, but like I fill the space with bullshit until I get to the actual joke. That's my uh, sleight of hand with mm-hmm. comedy. It's an hour special. It's about twenty minutes of material. But uh, there. <laughs> Like so, that stuff's out there, and those mm. guys you got they, those guys are also getting their successes too. Mm-hmm. You know, people are yeah. watching more comedy. That's a good thing, Dave. Mm-hmm. No, it is a people good might, thing, but they might click on the crowd work clip, but that doesn't mean they liked it. That might just be like, boy, oof, I fell for this again. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did it, what did it lead me to? More stand up in my little column on YouTube. Who's this guy? Oh, that's actually funny. Oh, that that headline. I think I think what's going to grab people more, or maybe instead of like, oh, is this anal? Like that probably drives away 
just as many people as it attracts. Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, that's how is that a joke? How's this? How is uh you know, rear differential versus the Fermi paradox? How is that even a joke? I better click uh, click on that because I don't understand how that could be a joke. That's how you manipulate it. Put it, put in even more interesting words. Oh, ten ways because, to start planning for retirement. This is a weird yeah, joke. Be, but then that's but then that's so for all the clicks that do you like anal gets. They're not clicks. They're clicks. They're they're views, and it might yeah. put that video out there more. But it's just more people going like, ugh. This kind of shit, mm-hmm. boy. I'd like some other kind of comedy. Yeah, and no, I, that's and, a good point. And I'm and I'm not being critical. This is the stuff I tell myself because mm-hmm. I get in the same mindset that you get in about these things. Yeah, like no, that's a good point. If it leads to them watching more comedy and maybe discovering uh, different comedians they weren't familiar with, that's great. I just my concern is just the general dumbing down of like. Oh, this. So this is what's good. We went and saw Dave Stone, and he sucked. He didn't talk about anal or cream pies or nothing. What a but hack. then, but then you didn't want that person as a fan. True, true. This is what I tell myself. I don't want everybody. No, no. Oh fuck these these guys in the Rogan universe. They got that Rogan bump. Good for them. Yeah. But also, are they loyal? Are they going to be around in five years, or are they going to be just as fickle? God forbid you slip up and you have an opinion that they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I I do the worst. I I I do. I don't take my own advice. Mm-hmm. I'll read the comments, but I don't respond anymore. Like I know that's the mistake. Mm-hmm. But I'll read them, and it's like anybody who's making a comment that's negative, I'm like, good. You don't seem like the kind of person. Like I again, it's exactly what's happening. Like, you're not my fan base. Who gives yeah. a shit what you think? Mm-hmm. Boy, this guy's not funny. That's fine. I'm not for you. You didn't have to make the comment. You could have just gone, oh, this whole world isn't built for me to consume and enjoy mm-hmm. and yeah. been an adult and mature and moved on that way. But like I told you, I had my roommate who was like a cinema dude mm-hmm. and would sit holed up in his room watching uh God damn, the, I don't know, some, I got to find the name of the movie. Some like three-hour opus, difficult to watch thing. He'd watch that once a week and get mad that Transformers was the number one movie. Yeah. So he's like, the same thing. He's like, this is why, this is because people are stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you eat Carl's Jr. four times a week, and there's yeah. a chef out there saying the same thing about you. True. So why let yeah. these things define us, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. So, oh man, yeah. Well, welcome it, back. It, 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 it is frustrating. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. taking all my my <laughs> sadness and uh, dis- and rage and putting it into that. No, I understand, buddy. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks, you've been man. in a different continent for what two and a half weeks or whatever. Yeah, I was down. I was down south. Different. different How'd it kind go? Of south. I mean, it could have gone better. Yeah. So. You yeah, want to get into from, that? as if anybody saw the uh, the post, I, may, I finally made one post. But yeah, mm-hmm. Lil D, we sent her on, man. Man, I'm so sorry, buddy. That really does. Thank suck. you. Well, I've already, like I was telling you before, it feels weird to like be openly emotional about a cat at 46 mm-hmm. in front of people whose p- 
parents have passed away. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like that. I'm like I don't know if that's like I feel like it's come like I'm like it's not. I can have my emotions, but of course, no, I wouldn't worry about that. Like, yeah, but uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was that, it was rough. That's a it was tough a rough one. one. Man. She mm-hmm. was uh, it was it was time for her to go. We were we at least got the uh, opportunity. Well, I was to send her off peacefully. Mm-hmm. Or more peaceful than if uh, you know her conditions had taken her. Yeah. And it it was rough. I got back Sunday night, and you know, you look at all the spots where the where uh, you know where like where you expect to see them. So this happened while you were gone. Yeah, that was mm. that was like that upset me. Like that made yeah. me start thinking about some priorities. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at my calendar where I got every weekend booked up for the next four months, which is good but i don't think i'm in the feast or famine part of my career anymore it's like i gotta start yeah i mean i'm not like some corporate executive who's choosing to miss his children's first piano recital for a business mm-hmm. meeting but it's like oh yeah what about living your life yeah i was thinking the other day like oh you know oh we're lucky enough to say that we're doing exactly what we wanted so it's not really like we got jobs you know mm-hmm but there still is this, like, but what about all the things that I say I want to do or try? I'm like, well, I got to yeah. go this weekend. Oh, I got I got gigs this weekend. I'm like, oh, it is. I still love doing it, but then it's, oh, well, I said yes to work instead mm-hmm. of why don't you spend a little bit of this money that you've been earning over the last 15 years. Yeah, man, Take, you got to have balance. You know, I'm you like, I, balance well, things out. Yeah, well, that's why the Australia thing. Sorry, I know I'm kind of steamrolling this conversation. No, it's all right, buddy. But it's like I'm sitting in Australia. Melbourne's great. Melbourne, mm-hmm. people come out. It's a festival, so they promote the shows and people come out. But I'm like, oh, well, put me in wherever when I'm down there. And I'm just, you know, I'm in Brisbane in front of 30 people. I'm like, nobody asked me to be here. Like, why am I going to places? Like, I had this whole plan for going to Europe this summer for three weeks mm-hmm. of like, all right, man, it's Oslo. I got, oh, there's a place in Portugal and Lisbon. Yeah, let me put me in. Like, nobody's asking me to go to those places. Why am I, why do I feel the need to turn travel and like, I'll, you know, I'll go play London and I'll play Dublin. Where I think what do you mean no one's crowd. asking you to go to those places? You could say the same about anywhere you go, no? I mean, I know sometimes no. like, People no, reach in the state, I sell no. I sell my own tickets here. Mm-hmm. It's not papered rooms. I mean, I mean, like I can go and do a show, and people buy tickets to that show here. Nobody's buying tickets to shows in these places. Oh, really? Why don't I just go? Why don't I just go visit places, and then oh, hey, you know what? Here's a stand-up show tonight. Maybe I'll pop in instead of oh yeah, I better frame this as a tour. But really, I'm just great here. I, here I am in this city that nobody gives a shit about, you know, not that they don't give a shit that I'm in the city. Like it's not, I should go where, you know, you go where you're wanted or go where like, oh, there might be an interest in seeing me perform. But Instead yeah, of like but you don't know, that. Trip you don't know that people don't want to see you. 
until you go. No, but but you know? I, but I I'm sitting there, you know, I as I was in fucking Australia and my cat's dying and I'm mm-hmm. in front of like 30 people that just wandered into a comedy club. I'm like, "Man, this isn't this isn't how it's supposed to be." <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, man. But uh so I think what it, am I still think you're selling yourself short. Yeah, but but you know it, it's the it, old it's the old touring ethos. You know, next time you go, where what city was that? The thirty people showed up. What city was that? That was Brisbane. The next time you go to Brisbane, you probably have sixty people there, and then the next time you might have two hundred people there. Yeah, you but put it's on not a good Mi- show. It's, it's you, not Milwaukee, man. It's not Milwaukee. It's twenty hours of flying away. Yeah, no, I know. It's but not also, like I'm go, go, it's not like I'm going to build Australia. up a fan base because I'm going to go back there in six months. Yeah, but you also didn't go to Australia just for that one show, you know. That would nah, be no. But I, I was just, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, oh, my knees hurt on the plane. Like, yeah, dude, you like it's. I'm making the same mistake everybody does that I would be, criticize of people that just had jobs. Like, well, yeah, but when I retire, I'm going to do all this stuff. Really, mm-hmm. you are. Because you're going to function the same way you function when you're 30. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here, like, f- still very feeling very grateful mm-hmm. for things. But, like, oh, cool, bought this new bike, bought, bought an e-bike because the fucking knees are bad. But it's been sitting in the garage for a month and a half. It hasn't even seen outside yet because I've been mm-hmm. gone and the, it's raining and I bought this van. So you could put the bike in a van and drive to better weather, but... Don't have a block of time for that because I got every weekend booked out until June or July, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well, why is about, that? Uh, why is that? Because why, why do you because, think you overwork yourself? Because the same thing, man. Feast, feast or famine, you know how it is. If somebody wants mm-hmm. you to do a show, you say yes to the show. Yeah, because I get that. because you feel the momentum of you. If I feel like it's laziness if I start saying no, then I feel like that's like. Almost like some sort of like dry rot, you know, like all of a sudden, like, oh, that's going to start seeping into everything. I don't none of us are guaranteed our popularity. Well, of course. But so so you get it. Well, you can get it after 20 years or whatever it's been. I feel like you've earned the right to pick and choose a little. No. Uh, Do you really sincerely feel that at this point in your career, you have to say yes to everything? No, no. I still pick and choose, of course. Mm hmm. But also, I'm still, like, I, you know, I was very lucky over the pandemic of, like, <clears throat> okay, don't work. Think about the people that had to go from gig to gig. Like, when do you lose that mindset? When do you lose the mindset of, like, fuck, man, I got to do the show because I got to remind people that I'm still alive and still good at this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I don't know when you lose that mindset. I would think that when people like, are where, coming where are we and offering be? me, I, I think when people are offering, well, I get that though. I'm contradicting myself. Like I, I understand it is hard to say no to work, but I think in my own mind, there's this fictional timeline of like whenever I stop half, whenever I have to stop soliciting my own work and it just falls in my lap maybe that's when i can be a little choosier yeah i i'm yeah i'm not taking dog shit gigs yeah i know that 
I'm not up to the next level, though. I mean, that's still some frustration. I've watched people, you know, you're always going to sit there and be jealous and watch people pass you by, especially like we're saying, like, all right, if you want half the show to be the comic asking, talking to the audience. But I think, again, I've said it before. I think that people get sick of that shit. It's subway magic. It's not the Mm -hmm. illusion isn't that complicated in the moment. It's impressive. It's the opposite of a joke grenade. It's not funny on the way home. It's unfunny on the way home because you're like, oh, that wasn't that impressive. Mm-hmm. Somebody went with somebody connected base level, you know, base level similarities a split second quicker than I can. But again, great. I'm glad that you that fan base. That that's what those people want. I get mad when I think it's training audiences to expect mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Where, I mean, uh, anybody with half a brain in their head would know that not all comedy is like that. Mm-hmm. Again, you could, you're gathering up. You got, I, it's not a one hit wonder, but I like, I think it's a gimmick. I think the gimmick is actively being watered down by how many people are participating in that gimmick. Mm-hmm. There's people that dance on TikTok that are very good dancers, and I follow them because it's impressive to watch. And then there's people that dance to the song, and they got big tits and good for you for this momentary time in the sun, you know? What what kind of dancers are you following on TikTok? They're like usually like not break dancers, but like... Like the, the street dance crews? Yeah, like some that of that stuff. Stu- yeah, some mm. of that stuff where I'm like, I don't even dance, but what you're doing is very good. I'm just thinking, I have this image of you sitting on the shitter, watching, dancing on TikTok, just loving it. Look yeah, there's guys. like this, there's like this Asian group, they all, these Asian ladies, they all dress the same, it's probably, it's probably wigs or whatever, but it's kind of creepy. I like it when it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when they try to freak you out with their dancing, that yeah. stuff I'm into. But yeah. good luck. I'm glad, I'm, you know, hey, you know, good job, big tits, get your numbers, feel good about yourself. <laughs> You know, where but but again, turn and, and turn it into turn it into money. Get money where you can get money nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it and then you know, if you're doing it right, it's, some people there's a lot of uh mediocre comedians that are great marketing people out there. Oh boy. Oh, there's a lot boy. of great there's a lot of great comedians that are dog shit at marketing. Mm-hmm. It's sad it, but who's gonna get seen more? Yep. Oh boy! If I had, and I to... think I think we're both too. We're too night. We're too. We have too much heartness to talk shit about people by name, or maybe that's cowardly. People think it's cowardly. Like we know who you're talking about. Just say the name, kind of thing. But that's what that crowd wants. That crowd wants to fucking devour and consume and shit out things. Mm-hmm. That's what they want, and I, I don't want to give it to them. I don't want to be on that level. Yeah. Keep my shit. Keep my shit talking semi private. What uh I know it was uh the the trip was dampened uh, by your loss there but was did anything stick out like holy shit this dampened. is a cool town it was fucking soaked yeah by it. yeah no I, I was just did you have any fun though 
here and there, but nothing. I mean, it's still, I mean, not to be melodramatic about it, but like fun isn't a thing right now. Oh, man. Like, like it's not like. There's I'm sorry not to laugh. gonna that's be just, moments. No, so I'm, I'm I'm already writing jokes. I'm like I can't. I'm Fun itching to go do jokes about it because that's how I process things. Yeah. Like I already got joke. I mean, if I, <laughs> even before I left, and you know, and she wasn't doing well. I'm sitting there like cleaning out the litter box. I'm crying, and then it's like clumping litter. So I'm like scooping my own tears out of the litter box. And I'm oh. like, well, there's something. I'll put this in the notes. I don't know if it's funny yet, but it will be. <laughs> I know it's cliche, but it's true, man. You you gave that cat, uh, you know, a good uh, life there at the end of its life. You know. Yeah, we got from uh, from pauper to prince, man. We mm-hmm. that cat was honored and celebrated, and it's uh, it's just we're just gonna be sad for a while. Yeah, you know. But that's why again, it still feels weird. I mean, I know you went through losing your dad, and I'm like, but the cat, you don't get it, Dave. I'm like, I know you get yeah, it. No, you can't compare traumas, though, man. It's fine. No, <clears throat> no, it's fine, dude. I, I it's fine just... to be sad about it. I'm, I'm gonna be fucking crushed when uh, that day Ooh. comes for my little guys. I mean, I just absolutely adore them, and I just, and I've already suffered, you know, mm-hmm. real human loss, like you said. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not gonna make, not gonna make this any easier when, when that day comes for these guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they, you know. You go, you start, you start looking at all the cliches that people say about their pets, and you're like, oh yeah, I get it. But I, I mean, also it was just it was tough because like we moved up here, the world was in a very uncertain place, and the cat was a part of this house, and mm-hmm. so like, oh, so this is like the cat's house, it's not our house. So like with the cat being gone, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like there's a wall missing from the house. Mm-hmm. It's like the house, the house isn't complete. Yeah. No, I get it. Because that, that was a fixture of like, you know, the first, yesterday was the first morning. We're like, oh, there's literally not in a dramatic way, but that's the, we don't go to day jobs here. Mm-hmm. You got out of bed to feed the cat and start your morning. And now you're just laying in there waiting to get, you know, screamed at or hear something putzing around the house and it's not there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know. Well, it's not, seriously, uh, man, it's, you, it's not you gave it a good life. You gave it a good life. And, yeah, thanks, you, you know, like we talked about uh, a while back, you know, when the time's right, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but when the time's right, man, I'd, I'd go get another little critter and, and give that thing love. Give I mean, I don't, good life. it's not like we were ever going to have one. That's why it was this, that's why it was even more special. Nothing was picked out. It was just like, oh, here's. An intersection that we all came to, mm-hmm. and then that was so that was the thing we did here. It's like, oh, don't, no matter what, like hanging out with the cat was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could be doing this, I could be doing that, or I could just chill out with this animal. Yeah, and it and it felt like you were doing something. Yeah, it's good for the soul, man. Animals it didn't feel like a waste soul. of time. It's like no, this and the cat wasn't needy. It wasn't codependent. It was like you know. I'd, past you if you wanted to hang out but it was it was just a good you know it's a real loss of energy mm-hmm. so 
That's what I was gonna say. Do you like we? Okay, let's let's steer into a boogie monster idea. So you, we talk about all this goofy shit, mm-hmm. and we talk about ghosts in a, like a arm's length concept about like oh, there's you know some people experience this here. Would you ever go to a psychic to speak to or communicate with? people or animals that have passed on um katie did that i i, I think i told really? you about that probably about six. Oh, you did you were so. speaking about that yeah 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 you did talk about and that. i forgot she wasn't just a psychic it was um uh, there was some other title she had given herself but uh this lady claimed that she while katie was on the phone with her this lady claimed that she was in communication with uh katie's uh dead relatives with with her mom and dad and and sister, and yeah. like was was giving feedback was was giving details that uh, this lady wouldn't wouldn't have known otherwise. So I've never done it, but I'm I'm definitely uh, not opposed to that. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean the concept sounds pretty cool. If I could dial up some psychic or go sit in some psychic's shop and relay messages to my dad that'd be cool i'd I'd have no problem with that now you know whether i i'd have to experience it firsthand to to whether or not i believe it to a certain degree but katie gave all kind of details that this lady relayed that uh there's just no way she would have known unless she was being truthful but see that's like i don't think i believe in the psychics no why not i do well because i do think if if it's like I think it'd be like Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts. Like you'd be, your life would be haunted if you opened mm-hmm. up, if you had that skill and opened it up, opened mm-hmm. up that door. You know, I think it is. I think it is a manipulating the algorithm. It for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's figuring out what people want to hear and giving. Not to negate Katie's experience. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact details and everything, but I think I'd have to like conduct my own blind test. Yeah, and you know that was the whole thing. Was it uh, the amazing Randy had a million bucks on the table to anybody that could prove to him that like psychics were real and nobody ever claimed the prize, like nobody could ever do it. Who's amazing, Randy? Oh, he was this magician. Let's go to that. That sounds like computer. one of your old roommates. Uh, that was terrifying, Randy. Amazing Randy. <laughs> Amazing Randy was uh, uh, let me see what this whole thing was here. Million dollar. Oh, it's per- paranormal. Million dollar paranormal challenge. Anyone who could demonstrate a supernatural ability under scientific testing criteria agreed to by both sides. Based on the paranormal challenges of John Neville, Maskeline, and Houdini, the foundation began in 1996 when Randy put up a thousand dollars. Uh, to anyone who could prove, provide objective proof of the paranormal. It went up to a million dollars. Huh, and nobody claimed and, it. And uh, people tried to. On Larry King Live, March 6, 2001, Larry, Kling, Larry, Larry King asked claimed medium Sylvia Brown, this is all from Wikipedia, by the way, if she would take the challenge, and she agreed. Randy appeared with Brown on Larry King Live six months later, and she again appeared to accept his challenge. However, according to Randy, she ultimately refused to be tested. 
and the Randy Foundation kept a clock on its website recording the number of weeks since Brown allegedly accepted the challenge without following through. I wonder if there's some uh, code of ethics that psychics have where maybe, like, my powers don't work like for monetary magicians. gain. Yeah, well, not, not for monetary gain, because they do charge people to do that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. for for a stunt like that, for some sort of gimmick or stunt, maybe there's some ethics behind. Mm. Like, no, I'm not a I'm not a parlor trick. But, yeah, you would think that somebody would at least... Okay. Yeah, I don't well, know. I, it's interesting. I remember as a kid, Yuri Geller was the guy. He's like bending spoons and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Randy met magician Yuri Geller in the early 70s. But he viewed him as a con man and uh, began a long effort to expose him as a fraud. And Geller sued Randy in 1991 for $15 million on a charge of slander. Because he told uh, Randy told the International Herald Tribune that Geller had tricked even reputable scientists with stunts that are kind that are the kind that used to be on the back of cereal boxes. <laughs> the court the court dismissed the case, and Geller had to settle at a cost to him of one hundred twenty thousand dollars. After Randy produced a cereal box which bore instructions on how to do the spoon bending trick, see that it's. It's weird. It's almost like comedy now, like where you do a joke. Well, that's not like it at all. That's more of a trick where like I have a joke on my new special about saying bye to like nobody says thank you to pilots and that's all pilots want. Yeah, and somebody, I always and say some, thank you. Okay, well, and I, it's like I'm making a joke how people just walk off and ignore them. Like that's they they stand there like waiting for it. That's why they're at the door. It's kind of like like a like you were their guests and you're being rude. But yeah. then I did it, and somebody jumps in the comments like, "This was absolutely stolen from this guy." I'm like, simultaneous thought exists. I didn't steal anything. I go and I look at this guy's bit. This guy's name's Nathan McIntosh, another guy that I find like, oh, I didn't know anything about this dude. He's got credits. He's been on Tonight Show and everything. But there's so much comedy right now. You're never gonna mm-hmm. know all of it. No. And it's like it's so fucking close to my bit. And I know I, I never heard it. And I messaged the guy. I'm like, hey, man, before these, you know, internet goobers start yelling theft, I want to say that I was told about this bit. I have a similar bit. Yours is great as well. I just want to get out ahead of it and say very funny. He was very cool about it. His name's Nathan McIntosh. And it, again, like like uh, almost like Zoltan, like clean and like conversational, but like, oh, here's a great comic I just haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know everything. So yeah. when people like the I don't know, this is not related to what I'm talking I realize I'm rambling hey, that's all right, but like buddy. there there are people that will go steal bits i mean if we want to go down this road well of course like they used to i mean now it's harder to do with the internet <clears throat> some dude uh well i think he took his thing down i called a guy i like i did the there's like an, an at midnight knockoff show from years ago called mm-hmm. comedy called knockout comedy knockout. oh yeah comedy knockout yeah I remember. it's bad it was just more mean-spirited and everything mm-hmm. and I, I was on it once and i did it like weirdly like as a favor somebody's like can you just go on and i had writers and one of the jokes you had like you just make it you're just busting each other's balls but in a way mm-hmm. more mean-spirited way and i think i said josh wolf looked like daniel tosh with aids <laughs> But now, before I continue, you can agree that that's not an original insult. 
no, saying that's, somebody that's looks kind of like. A, yeah, that's a Mad Libs type joke. You know, it's a yeah, it's a schoolyard thing. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. look like the version of this guy. You either if you're if you're fat and look like somebody, you look like you ate so and so. If you're yeah. skinny version of somebody, you look like so and so with AIDS. Mm-hmm. Those are the two directions you go if somebody looks like somebody else, but there's mm-hmm. a size discrepancy. And uh, this guy apparently was on the uh, on a f- popular comedy. I don't know how to say. He's on a Kill Tony podcast, which I mm-hmm. don't watch, but apparently you do your open mic set, and then Tony Hinchcliffe gets to judge your comedy. Mm-hmm. Leave that out there. And uh, <laughs> comedians watching other comedians, like in a judgment sense, mm-hmm. fucking do your shit talking at the back of the room, but God forbid yeah. you put yourself in a position to judge. Whatever, yeah. it's a very popular show. People love it. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not my thing. It's popular. It mm-hmm. can speak for itself. This guy said that about Tony Hinchcliffe, that he looks like Daniel Tosh with AIDS. Never heard it. Never watched a thing. Both dudes could look like Daniel, Daniel Tosh, a famous person. I think Josh Wolf looks more like Daniel Tosh than Tony Hinchcliffe does. Mm-hmm. But so this guy, this shit happened in the mid-teens the mid 20 teens mm-hmm. he messages me on instagram like oh do you have is this a case of simultaneous thinking and i think i was in a spicy mood i'm like i remember telling him like man if i was gonna steal a bit i'd steal something better than daniel tosh yeah. with aids yeah yeah just just kind of being like come on buddy this isn't that's not a bit that's not like i sat here and came up with an original thought it's an aside yeah it's a, it's a, a <clears throat> zinger it's a one-liner just throwaway joke but so that's what I thought. And I think his thing happened in 2015. I said my thing in 2017. This guy messaged me two years ago about it when I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like whatever. I'd steal, If I was going to steal a bit, I'd steal a better bit than this. Then a video pops up a few weeks ago where he's like, is this a stolen? Did, did Kyle Kinane steal my joke? And like, my man, we are six years out of this issue yeah and it's like i I don't know how okay that was something that was bothering me i don't know how i got there from amazing randy and yuri geller i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i don't know how we got to this point hey man welcome back buddy you're okay you're free to ramble yeah well it's amazing but 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 calling shit out like that i guess it was going like calling shit out where it's like, oh, you have no awareness of comedy if you think this is a stolen thing. Now, the other guy were like saying goodbye to the public. Like, yeah, you travel every weekend. You're on a plane every weekend. So you get, if you write, I forget who said that about like comedians who just start ri- working the road. Mm-hmm. That's when they're set is airports, hotel rooms, yep. because that's what you're in every weekend. That's yep. your environment. You write what you know. So <clears throat> it is. It, and it, fuck, it's such a similar bit, too. And I told well, that parallel dude, thought Nathan is Nathan a real thing. Yeah. Parallel, parallel thought, thought yeah. is, is a legit thing. You and know, you're on, it, say it you got, say you got to take two flights, you know, like Portland, I almost always have to transfer. I'm taking four flights a weekend. So four times you walk off a plane within three days and you see a bunch mm-hmm. of people not say thank you to a pilot. Like, oh, maybe that's yeah. a funny thing. We say that again, nobody's saying Seinfeld cracked the code on an idea. Mm hmm. It's obser- it's observational comedy. If you have eyes and ears and you're living a similar life to somebody, you're going to be observing the same things. Yeah. 
And also, there's a difference between stealing a joke uh, and not even parallel thought, but uh, I've been accused of stealing jokes because I address the same topic as another comic. The premise is different. The punchline's mm-hmm. different. But, oh, you stole that from so-and-so. He's got a joke about chicken. Yeah, well, okay. I'm sure he probably does have a joke about chicken, but mine's a different I, yeah, premise and a different punchline. Everybody talks about food ass. stole it from uh, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, well, exactly. that, but that's that's internet bullshit because that's like, and it's funny because I, you know, I've done shows for the hard times. Mm-hmm. I think they're funny, but they like made some drop kick Murphy's joke, like a similar one to mine, and I kind of like yeah. on St. Patrick's Day, and I just went on their thing. I'm like, come on, guys, I got I got to this one this morning, being yeah. like, oh, I know you guys, it'll be funny, and somebody's like, fuck clout, well, clout chasing internet, Ugh. good for you, you did it first, which is. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I know those guys. Mm-hmm. I was just being silly with them. But nobody knows that relationship. But it's also the same as like somebody, a stranger, yelling out theft on the internet. I'm like, you don't understand comedy enough to start saying this shit. Yeah, exactly. But, boy, it gives people, it gives people's little lives some interest mm-hmm. when they can be the one that uncovered this heinous crime. I mean, that was the whole Mencia, Rogan, Ari, Shafir thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, the several, several instances of people claiming joke theft where it's like it's not that great of an idea. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got to build a wall between here and Mexico. Who's going to build the wall? You got how many late night writers writing jokes every night about current events? That joke was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. That that joke was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mencia one where it was like, what, like, oh, you do all this effort. It's very similar to the Cosby bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mencia is like a great comic, but I, I don't know if it was stolen as much as. Oh, yeah, this kid, you know, the dad trains him to do football at the end. It says, hi, mom. That's what that, you know, that was the thing. Like, that's like the, I'm going to Disneyland afterward. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's not such an incredible bit that it's not like, oh, you watch enough comedy, you'll get to that route eventually. Although I wouldn't put it past old uh, Mencia to do that. I think he no. even admitted, like, yeah, I'm going to steal you. If you if I don't know you and you're doing something funny, I'm going to steal your shit. I don't know if that was just an embellishment, but... I th- I almost wonder if he was just leaning into it. Like, I'm a villain? Mm-hmm. Fine, I'm a villain. Like, was just like, mm-hmm. fine, fuck it, come at me. I'm done with this shit. I don't, it didn't look good, but I think it was yeah. more if he just said, like, fuck, yeah, you sit, you watch comedy every night of your life. And unless you're like, this is a thing that happened to me, if you're just sitting back and watching the news or watching the world go by and trying to write bits on it, it's gonna, it's gonna be the, a thousand monkeys on typewriters are going to get, you're going to get something out of them eventually. Yeah. True. Especially now with a a thousand bits, with a thousand videos a day, a comedy coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of current events, you threw away all your Bud Light. I shot it, dude. Can I get, I I, don't do current events too much here, but I got to just point this out just to be clear. uh, Travis Tritt and, all the other dipshits, they're upset 
Why? Because Bud Light shut down all their American breweries and put a bunch of people out of work? No. No. Uh, because no, every, they're... Everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> like, what they're a gay. stupid gay fucking beer, thing to be outraged about. You fucking morons. Buddy, don't Who gives play a shit? into it. Don't play into they, it. Ugh. You're falling for it, Dave. You're outraged at their outrage. You're falling into the trap they're falling into. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Fucking it's, but, morons. But being outraged at their outrage, it's all the same trap. That's the, that's the stepping back thing I got to do when I start getting like spicy on the internet about something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. no, joke first. Make the joke first. Yeah. Be funny first. Not be mad because somebody's mad, because somebody's stupid, because somebody's gay, because all this stuff. But that is scary that that's a lot of our population's mm-hmm. point of view is... I don't think it's a lot. That's fuck that. Oh yeah, God, right. Dave! It's yeah, like I'm yeah, talking to my mom right now. The internet's yeah. not the world. The internet's not I the know, real world. I it's know. like I'm talking to myself. I have to tell myself that. No, but I, I grew up in an environment where 90 percent mm. of the people that I knew at certain points in my life do think that way, and it's like, God damn it! Somebody get me out of here! I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. You sell. A 12-pack of Bud Light for 8 bucks and a 12-pack of Coors Light for 13 bucks, and you see who's mad at transgender people then. Mm-hmm. Great are you $5? Are you $5 worth of angry? Or however much the price difference is? Are you that angry? Or do you like having a couple extra bucks in your pocket? Nobody's truly that mad. They're, they're going to fucking forget. You know what? They're going to forget now till Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. When sale prices are on and they're having a barbecue and somebody's like, oh, you bought the gay beer? Like, the gay beer was three bucks cheaper. I'm not but of all the stupid. things to legitimately, all the products to legitimately be upset about and, and to threaten to boycott, like, with legitimate issues. You know, like I said, made the example of, you know, sending. I get, you know, uh, the fact they shut down the factory and now my dad's out of work and, you know. Yeah. I, but you're upset because they did a Instagram collaboration with a trans person. Okay. Uh, yeah, go fuck I, yourself. I, this is manufactured outrage. Mm-hmm. You're playing into the manufactured outrage. Mm. Yeah, I'm the problem. Kid, Kid Rock doesn't like something? <laughs> fuck. I'll go drink six beers, six Bud Lights tonight. Do you think do you think Bud Light's not sitting back like thank God Kid Kid Rock gave us the best advertising we didn't yeah. have to pay for? Yeah. Ugh. I love I love this conspiracy theory that's come up. Unrelated to anything, but just like what outrage and everything. Uh I put uh you know, I got whatever my clips are up for my special and one was I just mentioned it's part of a longer bit about autistic kids. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that Greta Thunberg's autistic and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I just, and people pile, piled, a, pile, people piled on that one. But now this is the one that I keep seeing come up like repeatedly, like bots are posting it. Like, well, if climate change is real, why are banks lending 30 year loans to coastal properties? Like I've seen that repeated almost verbatim so many mm-hmm. times. And I don't know where the source is that put that thought out there of like, why would banks and like here, like here's the easiest thing. Like, well, first off, banks have just shown that they will always be bailed out. 
A bank is not going to fail because government will bail them out. So mm-hmm. also, if your property is insured, now maybe I'm wrong on this. What does the bank give a fuck if your house gets destroyed? Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to have home insurance. Home insurance. Mm-hmm. So, uh-oh. Climate change ruined my house. Well, insurance is going to pay it out, and you're going to take that insurance, and you're going to pay your loan back. It's like the I just it was weird that I saw it pop up everywhere. Like some podcast, dude. That was some new conspiracy theory that climate change isn't real because banks will loan you thirty year will give you thirty year loans on coastal properties. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we should that's... definitely we we should definitely get behind banks because they've made great yeah. choices. Yeah, gotta look out for their interest. Uh, but yeah, that was just a, a new one that I saw. That was a new, new uh, conspiracy theory to throw in the mix. Yeah, um, I want to change gears real quick and uh, apologize about something. You know, Kyle. As I get older, I realize that you know part of being uh, an adult and a quote unquote man, uh, not that it's gender specific, but just being a uh, you know reasonable adult is admitting when you're wrong Mm -hmm. and uh it's not easy sometimes to admit when you're wrong Mm -hmm. but uh i'm here today to say that uh i've talked a lot of shit about taco bell in the past and uh i gotta give them their their props or as the kids say i gotta give them their flowers the cinnabon delight is the best fast food dessert on the market right now and any market for the past few decades. I can't remember a time that I've enjoyed a fast food sweet treat as much as the new Cinnabon Delights. And, Kyle, they're little cinnamon donut holes All right. with the delicious Cinnabon icing injected in the middle. It's, so you like Cinnabon. You don't like Taco Bell. You like Cinnabon. This is one of the best fucking things I've ever had in my life. They come in... Bring- Bring it up they come in two. They come in two packs and twelve packs. I don't know who they're fooling with that two pack. I don't know who can just eat two of those things. And I'm not even a big cinnamon guy. Cinnamon's fine. I like a cinnamon roll, you know. But these little fuckers, they're the little. They're they remind me of like the um, the little mini fried donuts you get at the. I'm at looking the at them right. Fair. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. If it was well, just the mini cinnamon fried donut ball, just that would be because it it does it doesn't taste like fast food. Like it's got like a real freshness to it. But then you add in a, a little squirt of that fucking cinnabon icing, dude. Well, I could see dangerous. how I could see how somebody could only order two because the only other option is twelve. <laughs> well, you get twelve, and you eat uh, you eat half now, and you eat half uh, an hour from now. Uh. <laughs> yeah well for, first off Dave, i like that you came out did you get other items or you just got you just went to taco bell for dessert um katie likes taco bell and uh well, that's katie's been a, correct that's, katie's that's been a correct. bone of contention in our relationship from day one but we're working through that uh but she got some of those cinnabon delights and uh boy did she make a fool out of me did i have to eat crow <laughs> or donut rather I think it's delicious. Yeah, I mean the Kyle. desserts because the desserts. I think 
are all like all you got to do is pop those in a fryer it looks like mm-hmm. yeah and sprinkle them so they're gonna be good they're so good they dude. still got cinnamon twists on the menu i didn't know that yeah those have always cinnamon been does yeah they're yeah, nothing you, special you like styrofoam with cinnamon on it go ahead I mean, you're, you're, it, again, you have to manage your expectations. You're going to Taco Bell. Taco Bell, mm-hmm. listen, they're the only thing open around here. I will stand by the fact that it's no Del Taco, but. No, no. They do. Maybe it's because my options are so limited out here, mm-hmm. but they they do right by me. They, yeah. they clearly mark their veggie things, mm-hmm. and their veggie things aren't some bullshit Oh, hand job's not cheating on your wife kind of thing. Like they're it's legit food. <laughs> like it still tastes like real food and I'm happy to get it. She's wearing a glove so she didn't technically touch anything. It's like when you like when I go to a restaurant I'm like I'll get the veggie burger and it's like just call me a bitch to my face. Oh, it's it's hand caressed bean patty with sprouts. In a vegan cheese mist. I'm like, I still want all the burger <laughs> stuff. I just don't want the meat. Give me all the bullshit. I'm eating a burger. I want it to be bad for me. I just don't want the meat patty in there. Fucking give vegan me a cheeseburger. Cheese take out the burger, and that'll still be better than the made-up shit. But you got, yeah. they got Mexican pizza back on the menu. Mexican pizza? Huh. What a sloppy treat that will never, ever look like the picture mm-hmm. because god forbid you tilt that thing at a two degree angle in its little box mm-hmm. that shit slides off into the corner of the tray and that's the best bite you get is you scoop all the toppings up with one fork and put it in your mouth black bean chalupa you bet your ass <laughs> fiesta veggie burrito oh the bean burrito that's a classic extra chopped onions for me man i'm hungry now I'm not going to get Taco Bell in the daytime because I'm 46, but. Kyle, I had another I, wonderful food experience this week that I have to share. Uh, besides, something, was it something that surprised you? Uh, no, just uh, something that uh, brought me back. I, I, I often forget, we don't talk enough about chicken salad. Not a chicken salad, but I chicken think, salad. I think we just did talk enough about chicken uh-huh. salad. How much more do we have to talk about Dude, chicken salad? I've, I've always loved a good chicken salad uh, with the mayo. Uh, here's what I did, though. Here's what I did, Kyle. I had smoked chicken salad. Uh, right. My beloved, my beloved Bloodsoes makes the best smoked chicken in town. I love smoke, not barbecue chicken. Some people bake chicken and slather craft barbecue sauce on it. And call it barbecue chicken. I'm talking smoked chicken, chicken that has been smoked over wood. It's so fucking good. So I got a whole chicken the other day, and I ate, ate all the dark meat. I'm not a big fan. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not a fan of the white meat. That's just big chicken propaganda. Uh, brainwashing the general public that somehow white meat is superior to dark meat. That's that's a bunch of baloney. If you we, know, we know this is a dark meat podcast. But I took the chicken breast uh, and chopped it up you know, nice and fine. Uh, sure. Added th- threw it in a bowl. Added some Duke's mayo. Added mm-hmm. some uh, some diced green onion, and hit it with a little uh, Tony Chechery's Creole seasoning. Tony oh Chichery. boy, oh boy, cow smoked chicken salad. Yeah, yeah, girl. 
I love I love meat in a salad. I'm, I'm, I'm always strange about the the word. Sa- I know salad means tossed mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no no lettuce involved in this. Just you know, I know I always love a chicken salad, a tuna salad. Oh man, egg salad, macaroni macaroni salad, and uh, I had it in two different forms. I had uh, I had one piece of sliced loaf bread. So I just made a little half sandwich, enjoyed that. And then I uh, got me a sleeve of Ritz crackers. Some smoked chicken salad on a Ritz cracker. Sleeve. Get out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Sleeve of crackers. Another random thing I wanted to share real quick. I've been uh, still on my big movie kick, even though not as much now that uh, the Braves baseball's back. So that's very exciting. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. pumping the brakes a little bit on uh, some movies. But uh, I talked shit a, a few months ago about how I didn't. Uh, I was bored with the movie Chinatown. I rewatched that, and now I get it. Fantastic movie, great story. I must have been high, not paying attention. Oh the first yeah, time. it's intense, man. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Great movie. Um, Oh, I watched a, an old movie I'd never seen before. I think you might like. Uh, this is what else I've been doing. I've been trying to like get into genres and, and, and types of movies that maybe I've always ignored or rolled my eyes at. Uh, you know, just I think it's the generation we're in that um, I know a lot of people. It's hard for people to watch movies outside of what they grew up on. You know, if, if you're born in the 70s, you don't care about movies that were made in the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah, bo- sure. Born in the 90s, you don't give a shit about the great 70s movies, uh, what have you. But I went back, uh, well, not went back, i never seen this, but uh, I watched uh, Treasure of the Sierra Madre with Humphrey Bogart, and uh, boy, oh, okay. that was a good one. Yeah, real good. I think you would enjoy it. Um, he's just kind of a loner, not... I don't know if he's full on like a like an unhoused dude, but just he's kicking around in some little town in Mexico and just working odd jobs and maybe living on the street. And uh, basically, he hooks up with this guy, this old dude who knows where some treasures at. And uh, right. yeah, the hunt ensues and and all kind of uh, drama and action and hijinks. Uh, really enjoyed that. And then you one last some thing, hijinks? Uh, uh, so, yeah, some hijinks, some some good drama. Yeah, it's, got, it's got some hijinks. Although Humphrey Bogart's character, I will admit, uh, a little annoying in that he's one of these, like, paranoid criminal. Like, you know, he's just, oh, sure, you, if I turn my back on you, you're going to try to kill me and take all my money. Just like everybody in his field of vision he's suspicious of. Yeah, the, I, I think there's less nuance in some of those older movies because, like, some of that is coming from the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you, it's, yeah. like, much more bigger and more theatrical presentations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Not a lot of nuance. Everything's kind of over the top. Mm. But uh, still, very entertaining movie. Um, and then one last thing. Um, I rewatched Mulholland Drive, the David Lynch movie, in hopes that I would finally I understand. Watch that. Yeah. I watched I, I've seen that movie three or four times, and it just, I don't get it. It's, man. There's a lot I, going on. It's, it's confusing. I mean, I try to watch some of that more weirder art house stuff, but uh, I mean the acting's great. I, I like uh, what's her name, <coughs> Na- Naomi Watts. She's great in it. But mm. however, now I may be full of shit, but I think I spotted a ghostly orb in that movie that was uh, had nothing. Oh, you saw to something do. weird in a David Lynch movie, did you? <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I, I know I walked right into that one, but it seriously, I, I think I don't think it's meant. I don't think it was added in. 
Now, it could be just like a weird reflection or something, but it kind of looks like a ghostly orb, and I've got a timestamp. If anybody gives a shit, go back and watch Mulholland Drive at the hour, 31 minute, and 28 second mark uh, when they're knocking on the door of this apartment. There, there's like a little floating orb that is kind of floating, and then it like juts off. It, it like it zips off out of, out of uh, frame. So it could be some weird reflection yeah. camera lens thing, but it also looks like a classic, like orb that you see, you know. Okay. You know, yeah. Security classic orbs. The the, yeah. the the clearly proven. Yeah. <laughs> proven untrustworthy source of paranormal. <laughs> but yeah, uh, hour thirty one minutes and twenty eight seconds. Uh, I'd love for uh, someone to. Give me a second opinion on that and see what you think. So uh, chime in, holler at us, uh, whatever, on social media. Let me know if I'm full of shit or not. But it kind of looks like an orb, and it didn't look like – it had nothing to do, you know, with the story or anything. And, I, yeah, I know mm-hmm. yeah, something weird in the David Lynch movie. How about that? But uh, yeah. I don't know. I may have, may have spotted something there. So a lot, a lot of okay. movies lately. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Go look. Uh, go watch. Uh, go watch the David Lynch movie. See if you see something out of place. Yeah, but yeah, man. Check out Treasure of Sierra Madre next time you're in the mood for like an old classic and, and Chinatown. Man, Chinatown. Uh, I really enjoyed. it. I don't know what I was thinking that first time, but uh, yeah, it's uh, some uh, crazy twist. Not the full story, but like there's a, there's a twist towards the end where you're like, oh my god, really? Jeez. No, oh, speaking of which, yeah, the, class, the connection for the twist, the, <laughs> the connection there. The director of Treasure of the Sierra Madre is uh, John Houston, who's Angelica Houston's father. He mm-hmm. plays the villain in Chinatown. I didn't even realize that connection at the time. But uh, director and actor, but uh, yeah, he plays uh, what's his character in Chinatown? Noah Cross. He's kind of this old, rich, uh, corrupt dude. But uh, yeah, he's got a secret that you're like, what the fuck. You know, not not a fun, happy secret, but uh, yeah. Anyway, worth checking out. I mean, Chinatown. I think, most, I think most people are familiar with the secret in Chinatown. But. Oh, are they? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's, that's that's fucked up. I mean, it's a pretty well known movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I made shit, man. There's uh, I, I, you know, there's a long list of classics where I don't know the. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna act like I'm a cinephile. I watched Chinatown for the first time less than ten years ago. So. I'd love if I'd love to know what movie you were talking about that your roommate used to watch weekly, three hours. Oh, I'll I'll find it right now. Who's who did two thousand one? Stanley Kubrick. I think it was one of his. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'll find it right now. Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I'm not going to watch it. Three hours and twenty three minutes of a period piece. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, that one hasn't enticed me. I kind of want to see Doctor Strange Love. I, I I went through a little Kubrick kick recently and watched. No, I'm a lot not of saying stuff. it's bad. I'm just saying I'm not uh-huh. gonna watch it. Yeah, period pieces can often be uh, hard to digest. No, it's like, oh Barry Lyndon looks naturalistic, which is the effect Kubrick wanted. They didn't have electricity in the time period, so the nights were lit by candles or moonlight. Did they have fucking movie cameras? And the days were not lit because no light source could compete with the sun. Like, this is the kind of shit where I'm like, well, did, well, did they have seamstresses? Did they have makeup artists? Like, how? Like, 
All right, whatever. I mean, feed a a cinematic masterpiece. Enjoy it, everybody. What do I know? Speaking of Kubrick, did I ever tell you that uh, when I was a cop, I pulled over R. Lee Ermey, star of Full Metal Jacket? Really? Yeah, he was driving a white Lexus. He was speeding. Uh, He was very nice, very polite. And uh, once I got his ID, I was like, holy shit. It's like, yeah. uh, how you doing, Mister Ermy? He was like, eh, he, he was real nice. I was like, I, yeah. I just gave him a verbal warning. They just kind of slow it down. He's like, oh, I appreciate it. Pre- thanks for your service, young man. Call me young man. I thought he's gonna yeah. tell me to get my fat body on the floor and do some push-ups or something. Honestly, like I, he's probably the kind of guy who could do that to a cop, yeah. and you'd be, you'd yeah. be happy to. Hear yeah, it. I would have done it. Yeah, yeah. It's like getting a chest I, slap from your favorite wrestler. You know. <laughs> yeah. Call me a scumbag, please. Yeah. Just once. But, uh, yeah, that, I, that was, that was, I, I had a few celebrity encounters that, that was probably, he was probably the most polite of, uh, any of the celebrities I pulled over. Can't say the same for Mary J. Blige. Uh, she was a real jackass to me. I'm not going to use a gendered insult, but boy, she was really happy. Look, yeah, look, ma'am, it's not my fault. Your tags expired by two months. Okay. Not my fault. I got to pay my taxes. You got to pay your taxes. Come on. What mate. was her car? What was, what was Mary J. Blige driving? Driving a uh, baby blue Jaguar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was not ha- not happy to see if you, me. If you want, if if you want an eye catching vehicle, you better make sure them tags are paid up. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Uh, yeah. Before we leave, where are you at this weekend, buddy? Uh, this weekend, uh, April 14th, I'm in Olympia, Washington and April 15th, I'm in Chehalis, Washington. I'll be with Sam Miller. who's very funny. April 21st and 22nd hood river, Oregon. Then I got Roseburg, Oregon. Then I got Salem, Oregon, but then may beginning of may back out there. Bell house in Brooklyn on may 4th, two shows, white Eagle hall, may 5th. And the weekend after that, Vermont Comedy Club. There you go. So I'm out there. New England in May, baby. Busy boy. Uh, I got nothing till uh, June 2nd and 3rd. You can catch me in Fort Collins, Colorado at the Comedy Fort. Looking forward to that. Good call. Uh, Also, uh, special dropping May 5th. May 5th on YouTube, uh, Pack a Lunch. And right now, the uh, limited edition uh, 2LP on colored splatter vinyl, uh, available available for pre-order at BlondeMedicine.com. And I think those things are uh, moving fairly quick, so go ahead and uh, pre-order one of those. Uh, they will ship in August. So we want your money now, and we're going to hang on to that for a few months. Yeah, and then, Ponzi scheme. Then, and we'll send you a nice, uh, a nice LP for your collection. So I love it, man. The clips look great. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Just trying to... Throw my hat in the ring there, you know? No crowd work on this special, so sorry for people nope. who are looking for that. No no crowd work's going to be the new uh, branding of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I say that at the beginning of the show when people were sitting down in <laughs> Melbourne. Like, they have, like, somebody's like, well, come on in. You can sit in the front. I'd, like, peek out. I'm like, I will not talk to you, so please don't feel free to sit in the front. <laughs> my comedy shows are safe spaces. Ooh, trigger words. Let's own the – let's own the – not the libs, the other ones. Let's own the whatever. Fuck. All right. Yep. That's it. Dates on KyleCanane.com. Right on, man. DumbDaveStone.com. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, BlondeMedicine.com if you want to pre-order that vinyl. So get on that. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. The Boogie Monster. The Boogie Monster.